Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, while the Lord has spoken. I've nursed and brought up children, and they've rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They've forsaken the Lord. They've provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They're gone away backward. Why should you be stricken any more? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick, the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot even unto the head there is no soundness in it but wounds, bruises, putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land strangers devour it in your presence. And it is desolate, overthrown by strangers. And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a large in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant, we should have been as Sodom, we should have been likened to Gomorrah. Thou hast been faithful unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all of their sins, Salah. Thou hast taken away all the wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us, O God of our salvation, and cause thine anger to waters to cease. Will thou not be angry with us forever? Will thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Will thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? Let us pray. O God, our Father, tonight, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ who came to this world lived in it, laid down his life, and took it up again, and come up there where he could fix a place for us so we could live again, so we could get up and have somewhere to go. So, our Father, we are conscious tonight that Jesus is alive. That when he gets everything fixed, he'll be back and care us that where he is, there we may be also. And that'll be a glorious day. We thank thee for every soul in this building tonight. We pray, Heavenly Father, that the, we can be able to unload the burden that's been upon us. 
for your glory, for the salvation of our nation. Oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we come tonight. Take thy servant and loose his tongue and illuminate his mind and give him holy unction for this hour. And as we study thy word together tonight, Lord, help us. For Jesus' sake, in Jesus' name, amen. We find in the book of Psalms, which I read to you a moment ago, in the 85th chapter of Psalms, these words, Will thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? And then the book of Habakkuk, second verse of the third chapter, O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years make known. In wrath remember mercy. The cry for revival tonight in America. That's why we're here. That's why we've met annually since 1949, the last week of January. Because God said to me and to this church, we want you to accept the responsibility of praying and waiting and expecting for God to send a revival that'll save America from destruction. It wasn't entered in too lightly, carelessly and foolishly, but after 21 days without anything in my body except water, in a fast before God. End of the 21 days after fasting before God to be sure that God said do it. To be sure that God would have me to do it. I yielded to do it. From that day until this day there's been no question but that God would do what he planned to do at the proper time. Shortly after I had another 22 days without anything except, in, except water in my body, waiting before God, we began to camp. And the purpose of this camp, as I've already said, is to get a better knowledge of the Word of God. And here's the thing that God said about that. I'm going to read it to you. 
that God has given us a banner of truth. And the banner of truth is the Word of God. And we're going to wave the banner of truth. Matters not what men think, matters not what men say, matters not what men believe, it's still what God said. It doesn't matter about modernist or liberalism or what communism or nothing else. God said it. That settles it. Matters not what theologians teach and believe. It's still settled. This is the word of God. It's the banner that we're going to wave in the face of a devil until he's put in hell. This is God's word. It's our banner. God said, take my word and go forward. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It cuts both ways. It's stronger than the enemy. You're overcome by the blood of the Lamb and your testimony. And we've been waving the banner of God since that time. We've been under the blood and we're here to bear testimony of the devil is losing this battle. And as we face it tonight, my brother, my sister, what I'm saying is this wasn't just something that jumped up out of the ground. There's been tears and years spent getting ready for this night even. Sacrifices, untold sacrifices of the little children, the young people, and the older folks have sacrificed here on these grounds and brought their sacrifices. And they've laid them, except for a small remnant. This country would have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. But thank God for the remnant. And with God's help, we're going to keep a remnant. That'll keep us from being like Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm conscious that a lot of sin is raging. There's a cry for revival in America. The homes are crumbling. The churches is crying for revival. Our homes is crying for revival. Our nation is crying for revival. Individuals are crying for revival. And I want you to know, my friends, the host of course, this nation is crying out, my brother, as a dry, thirsty land, cries out for the rains from heaven. Our soul is crying out for the waters from God. As the heart painteth as the water book, so painteth my soul after the old God. And my friends, he said, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Don't guess about it. Glory to God. He said, if you get thirsty and hungry, you shall get satisfied. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. And God promised it. So I'll get satisfied. Now I'll not be satisfied until I see a revival and touch this country once again. By day, by night, by the hour, I will not be satisfied till God touches this country again.
until God revives our homes, revives our churches, revives our nation. My friends, what is my thirsty soul and your thirsty soul? I want you to know, my friends, tonight, there's a cry for revival in this country. I want you to know Holmes has lost its authority. Man no longer has the authority over wife, parent over child. The homes have lost their authority that God put in them. And as a result, the parent over the child is no longer authority. And we stop to realize, you see it snatched away. I want you to know, here's an example, since I've been here, they told me about a very dear friend of mine that had to correct two of his children, and he whooped them because they needed a whooping. And the social workers brought two police and said, you're going to have to let us examine those children that you whipped a little bit ago. Some old wicked devil reported it. And the man that was a Baptist preacher, he said, you can't come in and touch my children. Said, yes, we can. We can get a warrant and put you in jail and we'll examine them while you're in jail. And you'll stay in jail because you whipped them and we'll take them away from you. And you won't have your children anymore. And the man called a lawyer and he said, yes, they can do it because it's a land, the law of the land. My friends, the parent has lost its authority over the child. And my friends, lust has given over to love, taken over against love. Instead of love in the homes, become a bit of lust in the homes, in society. Oh God, we need a revival that love may push out lust, that authority may take over again. And my friends, the churches has lost its unity. No longer is there unity in the churches. There is division. There is confusion. There is strife has taken over. Love of the world instead of the love of the church. The love of the world instead of the love of Christ. The love of seducing spirits and doctrines of devils rather than the Spirit of God. It's upon us. Seducing spirits are taken over. Folks love the world more than they love the church. And my friends have gone to the devil in it. Jesus loved the church and gave himself for it. If you don't love your church enough to stand for it and give yourself for it, then you've gone to the devil with the rest of them. He said, he that's not with me is against me. Jesus was for the church and loved it and gave himself for it. And if you don't love the church and give yourself for it, you've done gone to the devil. That's what's wrong you. Face it tonight. Oh, all this strife and confusion, division, and disturbance in the church is the devil. God is not the author of confusion or division or strife, but such stuff is earthly and devilish and sensual. And the earthly, devilish sensualities has taken over in most of our churches in this country. We've got to have a revival. Oh, my friends, 
Our soldiers crying out for revival in America. Get our churches to save our churches, my friends. We realize tonight that the nation has lost its reverence for God. Honesty is gone. Trust is gone. The Lord's day is laughed at. We set men athletics on the Lord's day. We've opened up the businesses on the Lord's day. Our blue laws of the land have been done away. We've turned everything into the devil's business on Sunday to lead us astray. And my friends, it's come so sinful and worldliness. We've got a lot of folks that'll go out and invite a big popular athlete to come in and give his Christian testimony. And that dude will go out and play ball the next Sunday. That dirty hypocrite ain't fit to talk to pigs. But that's where sin's got us. That's where we're at tonight. Now I want you to realize, my friend, how our nation is in a terrible state. See, we've lost our reverence for God. As a result, we've robbed God of the revenue. And because we've lost our reverence for God the Lord's day, and the holiness of God means nothing to us anymore, then we've robbed God of revenue, and it's robbed God of revival, robbed us of a revival, because God closed up heaven when this nation began to rob God. And I want you to realize, my friends, tonight, this nation owes God something. Reverence. Revenue. You say, well, the sinners don't owe God a revenue. Yes, they do. Jesus said, you bunch of generation of vipers and snakes, you ought to tithe. Meanest devil in this country ought to bring his tithe and let on God go. We're robbing God. And as a result, when the curse with a curse, and heaven's windows are closed. And so as a result of it, my friends, our souls are crying out for just as the heart painted at the water brook. You see the heart, the big red deer's lying in the thicket resting. The hunters and the hounds jump in on him. And run him, run him out, and then they chase him. He's running for his life. He comes by the brook, and there's fresh water. His tongue's hanging out. His sides are pumping, but he hadn't got time to get water because the dogs are chasing him. He's running for his life. My beloved, the devils of this world is chasing us till we hadn't got time to get out and get a drink of water. Our sides are pumping. Our tongues are hanging out. It's time for God to send a revival where we can get a fresh drink again. It's time. Our souls are crying out as the heart painteth. Our souls are painting for the blessings of God. We're crying out. God, we're going to revive us again in the midst of the years that will save our nation. How can the darkness and the guilt and the misery and the wall be removed without a revival of Christianity. Nothing will get the dark out 
You are the light of the world. Let your light so shine. He said about John, he was a burning and a shining light. Men whose deeds are evil love darkness rather than light, and they will not come to light lest their deeds be repulsed. We need to have a revival. Get our lights brighter up. The devil's trying to take off. We've let the devil's boss move in on us long enough in this country. And it's time to get in, my friends, and get enough of the light of God turned to, to be a shining light for God and shine on the devil's crown to hell go the other way. They can't stand the light. God send the light. God let us be the light. Get the light going. I want you to realize tonight, my brother, the salvation of this nation hangs on a spiritual awakening. It's our only hope. The hope is not in a Reagan or a legislation or laws of the land. The hope, my beloved, is for God's young ones to stand again. Rise up and stand and stand and quit like men and be strong and stand and stand for God until the devil's crown trembles and becomes afraid. Oh, the sense of the need. Revive us again. Revive us again. Why? That thy people may rejoice. We need a revival to get God's people happy again. Yes. Well, they'll praise God again. He said, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And so we need to start drawing out of the wells of salvation. My brother, sister, you don't need some religious gift of tongues or something else or a deeper life or a new life. You're not needing this Jesus woman, children of God woman. You know what you need? Bless God, you need to get out there and get your well cleaned up. You shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. Hey, you've ever been saying the well's in that? Jesus said he put it in there. And my friends, you're talking about going getting in a deeper life. You ain't got nothing no deep. You get in deep, you dig a bomb, you well out. The well's in there. What you need is clean out what's got in it. David said, create in me a clean heart, oh God. Clean my heart out. Bunch of junk and filth and wellness and sin and got in. He said, clean out my heart. And renew the right spirit within me. Get the right spirit back in me. And so as a result, my friends must realize the need of the sow is to get our wells cleaned out. Get our lives cleaned out. You hear this Baptist preacher tonight. If you are saying the Holy Spirit lives in you. And only looking to heaven for him. He ain't up there. He's down here. Ain't no need to run around hunting him in somebody's religion. They ain't got him. You saved, you got him. He's got you. I challenge you. 
You can't show me where the Holy Spirit exists anywhere today except in human hearts. He ain't out yonder. He ain't up yonder. Jesus said, when I go away, I'll send him. And he'll abide in you. No, you're not that your body's a temple of the Holy Ghost of God. He's in you. He's in me and you. And he said, out of these shall flow rivers of living water. Not out of heaven. Not out of some man's religion. But out of these shall flow rivers of living water. My friends, the devil tried to dam up the rivers. We need a spiritual flood to hit this country. We need to realize it tonight. God help us to see. My friends, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be satisfied. Jesus said, let him that is a thirst go to the priest or the preacher or the pope. No, no. Let him that thirst come with me and drink. Don't go to some Moses to hit a rock. And don't go to the priest to pull out a golden pitcher, but come unto me and drink. And if you drink of me, out of these shall flow rivers. 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 Of living water. Where is it coming from out of me and you? Your church is not having a spiritual awakening. Something wrong with your river. you and me through me if it's going to touch anybody where is it coming from to touch somebody in your church he got to come out of you and out of me and if we all damned up and jammed up how's he going to get in the church got to come out of you you probably need your well cleaned out that's what you need you run around here trying to hunt you some gift of the Holy Ghost and talk about the Holy Ghost, you get your ghost, but it won't be the Holy Spirit. But you got to wake up to Where is that? In you. If he gets in your service, it'll come out of you. And if your church ain't having no spiritual service, quit fussing and cussing and belly aching. Get your wells cleaned out. Get your heart cleaned out. So the Spirit of God can do Nobody's fault but mine yours. Isaiah said the ox knows where his master's crib is. And my friends, we know where our solution is. It's in the crib of God. He's got enough in the crib to feed us all and to bless us all. And just like the old donkey goes and pawns on the door of the crib and knickers and the master gives him corn, we need to go back to our altars and cry and wait before God and knock on God's door. He said if you keep knocking and come open, if you keep asking, you'll receive it. If you keep seeking, you'll find it. Revive our revivals again. That thy people might get excited about God. We need a revival that cause a spiritual stampede. Well, we'll run over the devil's crowd and stomp them to death. Slum them to death. They've run over us long enough. 
They've died us long enough. It's time for us to have a spiritual stampede where we run over the devil's crowd and stomp them to death. And smother them to death. Not long ago, some of the brethren come around and come around and said, Brother, we can use you a lot of times in special meetings if you wasn't so emotional. <laughs> and they proceeded to tell me how wrong I was. And I said, Look at here, me old boy. That committee. I said, I want to tell y'all, me and six other fellows are running wild. The other six in hell crying for water. I said, infidel, and Jesus saved me, and I don't have to go to hell. And I said, I feel she's going to... Everybody! 
Christ in the world. Charles G. Finney and preach. And when Jonathan Edwards preached, 
People held on to the back of the seats crying for the mercy of God. God, give us a revival like Jonathan Edwards had. Give us a revival like Trinity had. Give us a revival like Billy Sunday had. Give us a revival like others have had. Let us have it now. That's the prayer. That's the burden. That's the plea. From God Almighty, we need evangelists. We need preachers that will preach the Word of God as the truth of God without any error, without any mixture of error, but the same Word that God took out of His mouth. The cry of God's people, my friends, will bring it to pass. We are so few, you say. So few. But God said, what, two or three? We'll agree on earth as touching any one thing. What? It shall be done of my Father in heaven. We don't have to have nobody. We can get two or three. God will send a revival. He said he would. And I believe what God said. I believe God will do what he said. Amen. Amen. Yes, 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 yes,
D.C. At the same minute, we had a time, at the same minute, a group of people from the churches across this country raised them three flags and read these three promises out of the Word of God and claimed them and come back and brought them flags. And they're standing here to say, we've lifted our banner on every state capital there is. And we went up to Washington, D.C., and a representative crowd, we chartered an American airline out of Memphis, yeah. our people in the church. Yeah. We went up there, we raised the Christian flag, yeah. and the United States flag, and around it, every flag of the nation. And there on, on the grounds of the Washington Monument, we claimed this nation for God. Yeah. We went over on the mall and put them up and claimed it again. We went over on the state capitol steps and lifted them three flags and claimed her again. And we come back home and went to looking for it. And it's on its way. Hey, 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 she's far away. God said, this is it. You hear me? You haven't spent your money and your effort in vain in building this place. It's for God. He's going to do the job. We started in 1949. She's gone to the now. But in real sense, they're closest to God. The other day, he said, All right, son. You remember old Abraham? I promised him a son. 
And he got on, his wife got on. He went out and tried to help God and got in a mess over it. But at the proper time, God gave him that promised son. And I'm not bragging, but me and my church hadn't tried to go out and have an affair and help God. We've just been awaiting all these years. But God said, son, it's time now you and your church are going to see that revival you've been praying for. This is the year to see it. And God's going to do it. How fortunate you are to be here and to hear the announcement that a revival's on its way. God! God! God said so. God honored. God did it. Devil can't stop it. Denominations can't stop it. Doodle diggers can't stop it. She's on its way. As a bunch of us hadn't got more sense than to believe God said it, and he'll do it. Mr. A, you can't do it. You're lying. God said, I give my keys to the church to handle my kingdom. Whatever you lose, I'll lose. Whatever you bind, I'll bind. I've got the key. This church got the key. You've got the key. Your church got the key. And we've left her locked up long enough. It's time to go to the crib and tell God we need feeding again. It's time to realize we're the redeemed of God. We're the priests of today. We have a right in the whole of holies. So let me tell you, Go home and put your tithe on the altar. You know, the priest couldn't go in until three things happened. He had to go through a seven days of consecration, or he wasn't allowed in the Holy of Holies. Then he had to pay a tithe of all of his increase. Then he had to put on pure white linen breeches, symbol of righteousness. As a preacher went, priest went in the Holy of Holies, not having gone through a seven days of separation and consecration, not having paid his tithe, or not having been righteous, God killed him. And nobody go in there and get him, so they put bells on him. So when he moved around the news arrived, he could hear the bells ringing. And then they put a rope on his leg, put an ankle, and if the bells didn't ring, they'd pull him out. And bear him, he dead. I tell you, this thing's a serious matter, folks. We're God's priests today. That's what you folks been preaching. Don't back up on me. So if you pay God your tithe, he'll open up the windows of heaven. And if you put on your clean white linen breeches, a life of righteousness, and you'll separate yourself for seven days of consecration and dedication. You can go in the Holy of Holies for God and pray for the people out in the holy place. And God will hear. But if you don't mean business, don't go in there. God will kill you and somebody drag you out. 
that mean we had one one time? You remember when you got saved? You couldn't keep your mouth shut. You couldn't keep the joy from bubbling up. You couldn't keep them enjoying it. Something's happened now. Let's get that all going again. Let's start drawing one out of the wells of salvation. Let's start a bubbling again and flowing out again and wanting to dry thirsty land. We'll not revive us again, but my people will have a good time in the Lord. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, lads and lasses, God's got more than the devil ever had. He wouldn't be slipped up and let the devil hatch out something gooder than what he's got. Whatever God's got's better than the world of the devil, and he wants us to have the best, and let's have it for God's glory. Let God revive him again, that he may have the people of God rejoicing again. Just a spiritual stampede for God. That's what America needs. Well, we get so full up, we run over the devil's crowd instead of letting them run over us. Bunch of modernists and liberalists and communists and all other outfits have been running over us long enough. I'm tired. We're going to have a revival. You say, the preacher, but preacher, you can't have it. God said we could. And God said you asked for it. And you claimed it. And if you didn't want it, it's too late now. You done got your order in, and you can't cancel it. But for now, yeah. But Jesus said, if you say to the mountain, be thou removed, and not doubt in your heart, it'll come to pass. Old woman up in the mountain, her husband died and left her with 14 children. She couldn't pay house rent. They run her out of the house, took all the furniture, and she found an old abandoned house out at the foot of Ball Knob Mountain. She moved her kids out there and got some grass and they slept on it. She caught birds and rabbits and fed them, took wild greens and cooked them and fed them, and slept them on the grass in the house. No lights, she got pine knots for lights, and no water, she went to the creek and got the water and raised those 14 children. But upon old Paul Knob, all kind of sexual orgies were going on. Sexual immorality, drinking, gambling, cussing, nakedness. Her kids would have to look up and see it every day. And it was warping their thinking. So as a result, she went to the sheriff and said, clean that mountain off, that crowd. Said, we can't do nothing with them. She wrote to the state attorney. He wouldn't do it. She wrote to the governor. He wouldn't. She wrote to the United States general. He wouldn't. She wrote to the president, and he wouldn't. Some of them said, what you going to do now? Said, I just went to all of them that could and wouldn't. I'm fixing to go one that can and will. She began to fast and pray. One day in the heat of her fasting and prayer, the little kids come in and said, Mommy, Mommy, there's some men up down on that mountain looking through funny things at us. Said they're peeping at us. Who said they're whirling around peeping again. Said, Come here, Mama. And she went up there and looked. 
there was surveyors swinging their instruments of survey. motion. Here come a fellow with a sack full of stops. Begin to drive stops right across old boy. <laughs> Few days, big bulldozers, not moving dirt machines, come in and spit old boy right through the middle. Those engineers of the highway department said, we never have understood why we went through that mountain rather than go around it. Old mama did. <laughs> She did. She did. God's got power to split the mountain open. He's got engineers that can do it. He's ready to do it. You hear me tonight, brother, sister. We're on our revivals again that thy people may rejoice in thee. God's able to do it. God's ready to do it. He promised to do it. And he's going to do it. He's going to do it. You believe it? All right. And he told me what to do about it. Just like he told me to build this camp. He's told me what to do about it. Now you listen very closely. Don't jump at something now. Get crippled. <laughs> but what we're fixing to do is not a jump deal. It's not a quick decision. You may have to think about it and pray about it a while before you decide. Which is fine. This won't be the only night you'll have a change. But you keep one thing in mind. God said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. And ordained you to bring forth fruit. Lord added you to the church, you didn't add yourself. He chose you, he picked you. And you listen to me. Do you think that's an accident that little boy had them two fish and five pieces of bread down there that day? Nobody knew anything about it but the little boy. And he didn't know why he's there, probably. But when they come this hall and they ain't got nothing to eat, they're going to start fainting. Jesus said, get in the boat and go on the other side to the side. They didn't know why he was going on the other side. He did. He had a little boy stationed over there fishing with a couple of fish and five pieces of bread. And when they got in the boat, the people out with him and come around. And when they got around, the little boy sat with the fish. And he gave the Lord the fish. Amen. And he took it and fed 5,000 people. Amen. You think when Jesus needed a colt to ride in Jerusalem that he jumped up and said, no. The old prophet of God saw that coat tied 800 years ago. Not the day before or the day after, but that day when Jesus needed him, the coat was there, and he saw the man that is willing to give the coat.
that little old woman had that box on. Wasn't accidental. She's there with it when it's needed. She broke it and anointed the Lord. You're not accidental. God saw you for the day in which you and I live. And he wanted that crowd to run around and look on something. And they're going to find the bread and the fish. They're going to find it. They're going to find a revival. He promised it. He's able. He's willing to do it. The little boy hadn't been there to fish and a piece of bread. 5,000 wouldn't got fed. Man hadn't had his coat out there when Jesus come for him. He wouldn't got to ride. And God wants to have a revival in America. If you and I are not there, how's he going to have it? Can't have it out of the devil's crowd. Got to have it out of us. Now then, in a moment, we're going to have a special thing. Special. Amen. That woman made the quill. I didn't know why she made it. I guess she did. They tried to buy it and never did get bought off. Why well, laying down there four left today? She said, there it is. Now, here's what God wants. Don't jump at it. It's dangerous. Treacherous. But what God showed me, he wants to start a revival in this country. It's for pastors. To go back and get you 12 people that agree with you to pray that God has sent a revival in your church. I'm not talking about a meeting, I'm talking revival. Regardless of the cost, regardless of what you have to suffer, and there's a whole lot being said. Don't jump at it. You can suffer. You hear me? You can suffer from it. It's going to be costly. But you'll say, I'll go back home and I'll gather 12 people with me. See, Jesus had 12 disciples and they shook this country, didn't they? Well, 12 here and 12 yonder, 12 yonder, shake it again. That's the way he showed me. Now, if nobody comes, that'll be still all right. I'd rather you not come and come and not stick with it. You're promising God, not personally. You're not promising anybody except God. I'll go back and get 12 people to join me. And we'll pray till revival comes in our church. Maybe a week, it may be 12 months. What's well, coming? 
And if a pastor feels that way about it, you want to pay the price. Don't jump at it now. It's serious. It could be rough. You just come and kneel on this quilt. Now don't come cause somebody else coming. You can get in the ditch. Well, the first is, you know, I'm not a pastor. Uh, you know, I'm not a pastor. I'm an evangelist. But six weeks ago, my pastor and I, Dr. Wayne Stevens, on our knees in his office, agreed on this very same thing. We have four other men now. That's six of us. We need two more, uh, six more in our church. I'm going home. Tell Brother Wayne we're going to have revival. Amen. If you're an evangelist, full-time evangelist, you can get out here too. I'm not sure I can get 12 men out of my church. Well, it don't have to be men. It could be some ladies. Will you join me in prayer right. that I'll be able to? All right.
and I want my own church members is in that Friday night prayer meeting. Myrtle Baptist Church members in that Friday night prayer meeting. If you was in the Friday night prayer meeting, you come right up here. I think you can get in right up here. Service in that Friday night prayer meeting last week. Come right on up here. church on Sunday morning through the Gospel of John. And we've been exegeting the sixth chapter. And the Lord moved heavy on me after I had spent much time in getting some things straightened out in my own life, especially between my own marriage, and turning my own life totally over to the Lord. That if I would get ten prayer warriors because God told Abraham he'd spare Sodom and Gomorrah for ten righteous yes. and pray that revival would come this year. Yes. 
twelve came forward and committed themselves. Amen. Before Brother Percy gave the challenge tonight, Jesus told me to get up out of the seat and go present myself. Bless him, Lord. And I did. <clears throat> the Spirit of God moved on me when Brother Percy was preaching from the 18th chapter of Matthew. My wife and I, she's my prayer partner. We are two. And I had to come and agree with Brother Percy. Revival's coming. Amen. And nothing's going to stop it. To the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Now this group who's standing here, we claim this Friday night. You've not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that you love one another. My friends, God anointed these especially Friday night to pray for you. As I said, it's a serious matter. For we've been ordained of God, anointed of God to pray for you people. You all saw how many of them was up here. God didn't ask you all to come and, and, and get down in that altar and use yourself to pray for them for nothing. No, he didn't. He meant business. He showed it to you, didn't he? Yeah. You can't ever doubt this. Amen. I didn't doubt it to start with, but if you had any doubt, like old Thomas, you just got to say, my Lord and my God. <laughs> right. There's any doubt about it, you saw it. Amen. You had your eyes open. We can't doubt it now. Any more of our church members want to come up here and join these that was there special Friday night, you come on. Might not have been there for some reason, but any more of our members, you want to come, you just come on and join them. Just a after dinner speech I made this evening. This is serious. Amen. 
Them all vile members in here won't get in. Lord Jesus, seal these others in with us, but not them. Yes. Seal them in there and make us one. Yes. Nor them, God, let thy power flow through them. Yes. Oh, God, seal them in with us. Yes. You seal those others that are already here. Yes. Now seal these others in. Yes. We may be one. Yes. United against the devil. To see a revival. Lord Jesus, let thy special anointing come that these might move in and become a heartbeat of this group. Oh, Spirit of God, tonight do it. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus that there be a special anointing on this group that's going to pray. That their faith may be strong. The power of God may be upon them. Lord, anoint them with a special anointing. For Jesus' sake, seal this body together where the devil can't do nothing about it. For Jesus' sake, Lord, in the name of Jesus, seal these others in with us. And we become one against the devil and one for the glory of God. God, I just pray that you'll do it for Jesus' sake. Seal us in where the devil can't drive a wage or nothing until revival breaks in America. For Jesus' sake, God, I'm asking you to do it for thy glory, God. Just seal them right in with us. God, they won't be in there. And I pray, God, you'll seal them and anoint them especially for this prayer. Lord, God, you said we're two or more. We're agreeing tonight. We didn't choose it. You chose it. You ordained it. And, God, we're just falling in line with you. And we're going to see that the fruit is born. Church put the place here for us to bear fruit permanent fruit. God, I pray in Jesus' name you'll seal us together and the devil can't touch us. For your glory, God, seal us in. For Jesus' sake, God, I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, you'll seal us in. Seal us in together. One prayer beat, one heartbeat. Until God will hear us and America will see a revival. Oh, God, for Jesus' sake, anoint us with special faith and special power. Anoint us to where the devil can give to us. For Jesus' sake, we got a battle. But we're not worried about the battle. We're just worried about getting in there. God put us in all the way. Seal us to where the devil can do nothing about it. Lord Jesus, we do pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you move in there, God, for your glory, God. Move in on these tonight, God. They stood by us and stood with us. Now, God, we're going to get together 
and we got one heartbeat, one prayer, we'll be knocking at the door every day and saying, God, we want that revival. We're seeking, we're asking, and we're believing. And God, you said you'd do it. And we pray, God, for that special anointing, for Jesus' sake. In the name of Jesus, we ask God to do it. Lord, for say one of them I missed, just seal them in. Seal them in. Seal them in. Here we are. Amen. We're committed. When it starts breaking, don't get scared. God's put a hedge about us with a special anointing to pray for you. And the devil can't keep us from praying. And something's going to happen at your house. You say, I don't believe it, we do, and God said it. We believe it. All these years we've given our life for this. God promised old Abraham before he died he'd have the son he needed. God promised this little group and this preacher that before we died he'd give us a revival. It's on now. Don't get scared. Don't pay attention to what the devil's crowd said. They can't stop it. You done got something stirred that bunch can't help us God sealed us in for it. And I want you to know one thing. It's going to happen. Don't make any difference what folks didn't believe Jesus would get up either, but he got up. Don't, and the unbelief ain't going. He said he couldn't do any mighty work because of the hardness of the heart and unbelief. We ain't got no hard hearts. My heart's plumb soft. <laughs> now, I ain't got no unbelief. I believe as much as this thing's going to happen as I do that Jesus is coming. I believe it. And God's going to do it. Hallelujah. I'm so glad you was here to get in on it. We're going to pray for God to keep a hedge around you, folks, while you fight. Yes. Don't get out behind the hedge. The devil gets you. That's right. You stand behind the hedge God puts around you, and you get the fight over. And ain't nothing the devil do except kick in the hedges, and they all for thorny. Amen. God bless you for being here. Yes. 